0: Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close in person with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great one for we you. Do. Who
1: do we have? We have Olivia King. She is a pop soul, singer, songwriter, and entrepreneur. With a combined social media following of 200,000 plus and 5 million plus streams on Spotify alone, she has been a force in the industry. Her songs have been featured on the Indie Charts, Spotify's New Music Friday, R&B slow jams, Discover Weekly, and Release Radar playlist, and placed in a campaign for Caleb McLaughlin from the Emmy Award-winning Netflix series Stranger Things.
0: And we're excited to have you on the show. We so are welcome to the show.
1: Yes,
2: welcome. What an intro! Thank you, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, we have, we we left yes. off a lot of stuff. Yes, pretty cool that you know when you have a whole sheet of stuff that you could write on.
2: Uh, I try. I try.
0: Awesome. <laughs> so as you know, we're at a tough time. Or at least thank God it looks like we're coming out of the virus. Hopefully thing. We are. But how did the virus affect you? And what have you done in the past year to kind of overcome and get through this?
2: Yeah, um, for me... I tried to use it as much to my advantage. I hate saying this, but 2020 was actually a really good year for me as far as career goes. It was weird in the world otherwise, Mm -hmm. but as far as my my music goes, I was really able to hunker down and make as much music as possible. I'm fortunate enough to have a home studio and a whole home setup with photo studio, recording studio. And so it really allowed me to just bury myself in as much music as possible and honestly music is a really good outlet for me and so feeling all of the stresses and anxieties of what we went through in 2020 I was really just able to share that within my music I know a lot of people in the industry like different producers and songwriters I work with they were like hey I I I need a break or I am not in the right mental space to create music right now. I'm going to need a couple weeks, a couple months. And I was like, I totally get it. But honestly, for me, it was the opposite. I was like, I'm never going to have the time at home ever again <laughs> <laughs> to be home all the time and able to create as much as possible. So I tried to release at least one song every month. in oh, wow. huh.
0: Yeah. That's like for us, you know, it was a silver lining for us too, because we launched a show January of 2020 mm-hmm. and a couple months before the, before the virus. And, yes. you know, our original plan was to do a hundred interviews last year. Yes. And um, we thought if we could just do that, we would be a great yeah, show. Like great foundation. Of
1: shows to do And we year. thought
0: that was pushing it. And then COVID happens. <laughs> yes. And as I watched the entertainment industry shut down, I told Sandy, you know what people who are bigger, who normally wouldn't come on a brand new show, they're not doing anything right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. might actually be open to coming on shows. If we just read, so we reached out to everybody and we end up interviewing over 300 people last year and we're over 400 oh, now. In fact, crazy. because of the foundation we built yesterday, we actually had one of the Backstreet Boys on. You oh my
2: god, that's so,
0: awesome. So, so like you, it's, you know, the virus has been, you know, been for good us. for us. I mean, we don't want anybody to get sick or die, no, but, but for us, we found that silver lining.
2: Yeah. And I feel like that's just how you have to be in life. You have to find the silver and lining in, in anything that, that happens and that you do. So that's awesome.
0: So, um, what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music?
2: <laughs> uh that's, I think that's my problem. I, <laughs> I I like don't have many and I don't have any vices. I don't drink. I don't smoke. It's like, wow. I am wow. so focused on my music and I'm addicted to working. And I think I need to just chill out with that. Cause it, <laughs> there comes a point where that's just like too much. It affects your physical health. It affects your mental health. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, so I've tried to find different hobbies, especially through 2020. I'm like, what the heck can I do? I can't do the same thing all the time. So, I really found a love for interior decorating. We've been in our condo for like five years, but we're tra- I travel so much that it's like I haven't uh-huh. the time to really make my house look like a
1: house. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: I really like focused on that i did a ton of online shopping a lot of diy stuff for my house
1: awesome.
2: so we i'm um, sitting on my patio right now that's something we did we were like all right we need a space outside where we can hang yeah. out so we uh <laughs> i say we but it's really my my fiance who laid down the patio.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, i just bought the furniture but um yeah so we've done so many different like home improvement type things and so i've found a love for that that kind of just separates me from my music.
0: Love awesome. that. So what would you say is something quirky about you that people don't know?
2: Probably that I love cats. People do know <laughs> that though. I have two cats. <laughs> What's crazy <laughs> is that I hated cats and I was deathly afraid of them and I was oh, a wow. nanny. I was a nanny maybe like oh well wow. eight <laughs> years ago or so and the little yeah. girl Moved to Kentucky and I was heartbroken. I was like, I need something to take care of. I don't have the time for yeah. a dog. I don't have the time for kids, definitely not. And I, I, so I searched on on Google, like what is just snuggly and can kind of take care of themselves. And it came <laughs> up Persian cats. And so oh, wow. I searched it like Persian cats near me, Persian cat breeders near me, and. Sure enough, I had one literally down the road for me, which was crazy. So, oh, my, wow. you know, <laughs> that's my quirky thing, I guess. You know which, what's
0: funny about that story is when we yeah. first married, I was not a cat person at all, mm-hmm. and um, I, I was a dog person, but not a cat person. I always
1: love both. I always grew up. With
0: and here both. where we live in that. now, we moved here.
1: Yeah, and about
0: a month or two do. after we moved uh-huh. here this little bitty kitten pops up on our porch yes. and it kept coming back. And, yes. th- and one day Sandy's like, can we keep it? And I'm like, I'm not, a, yeah, I, so I don't want to keep it. it. So I, you know, as it, so I decided, I think, oh, you know what? We'll buy a litter pan. If it uses it, we can keep it. <laughs> cause I thought, "Ain't hey, gonna use it probably cause it's so small.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and so we brought it in and it was less than an hour. It got in it. And used it, and it's
1: we, crazy. and I we had her for yeah. years. Is it fifteen years. Fifteen years. She just passed away
0: recently.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to yeah. hear that. Five so, years. At least yeah. you got a good
1: 15 years. Wow. One, at one point, yeah, we had yeah.
0: four cats in our house.
1: Yeah, we had her <laughs> sister and a couple of other <laughs> cats. Because then, then it was like two weeks, three weeks later, mm-hmm. yeah. her
0: sister pops up on our porch.
1: And we had to take the sister. In so, too <laughs>
0: <soon>. <laughs> so we're like, well, and then the sister kind of became mine because it was, and then three within three yeah, years it passed away. Time. So I, I finally was attached to a cat and lost it. Yes.
1: <laughs> but oh, they make great pets. They're great pets. They love cats.
2: They do. They're just so easy. They have the weirdest personalities. Like I always, do. Had, I always had dogs growing up, so I was not used to like the personality of a cat. <laughs> it's so different.
0: Very different. <laughs> So as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of your big artists from Blake's oh, to yeah. Carey's um, to Ariana Grande and all that. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes not just to get to their level, but even a career level within music. And I always want to talk about that because I think it's sugarcoat. I think it's glossed over. People miss that side of it, but not on our show. We want to talk about that side. So if you Me want too. to let's start there and talk about some of the sacrifices you've had to make. In your
2: career? Yeah. I mean, so ever since I was little, I, when I got into the business, I was like, I need a label to be successful. I need a manager. I need a whole team of people. I need other people in order to be successful. And so I was kind of just like waiting around for that opportunity and chasing label deals. And wow. Wow. it was like... There were just crazy things that happened to me along the way of that. Like there was a guy who reached out to me and he was like, "Hey, I I found Lil Wayne. Why don't you come to LA and we'll meet and we'll go over your music and I'll help make you into a superstar." It's like all these and now Mm -hmm. bottom feeders of the internet that just kind of prey on young artists and see what they can do with them i flew all the way to la across the country Um, only to meet this guy on a park bench and all he could talk about really cheese sticks i'm like there's no way that you found lil Wayne. like there's no way so frustrating and there are so many times that things like that have happened and finally like the last straw was in 2017 I had been with this company just on kind of like a handshake deal for about six months. And finally it was like, it came time to sign an agreement and things just fell through and I was crushed. I was like, I thought that was my big break. I thought that was my opportunity. And my now fiance was like, look, we can do this on our own. Like there's nothing nothing that says that you can't do this on your own. And at the time being an independent artist was something that was starting to be a little bit more popular and yeah Mm -hmm. he he was like let's just give it a shot on our own and see how it goes like enough of waiting around for people enough of getting your heart broken with all the opportunities (laughs) that just kind of fall through let's just do it and i was like all right yeah you're right so we had a full wall in our house of sticky notes of marketing ideas for the song Every time we thought of a marketing idea, we would take the sticky note and put it up on uh, the wall. No matter how stupid or great idea it was, we put it up on the wall and we tried it. And yeah, yeah. I, I put the first single out and it got about 500,000 streams on Spotify. And I was like, right, You're like Whoa, I, <laughs> That's I think we can make this work. Like, I can do this on my own. And so once I got that through my head, that I didn't need other people to be successful. It's just allowed me to kind of take it and run. And, and I'm here now.
0: You know, that's like we interviewed um, Joe Kelly from CDX Nashville last year. And we talked yeah. about that whole thing and And he, he, he came out and said, um, you know, any artist that gets almost immediately signed to a label, he says, they might not know it, but they just got screwed. Yeah, He says, you don't go to a label until you build that foundation so that the label comes to you and now you have more clout.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really about like having that leverage because there were so many people that when I was like 15, they were trying to sign me to these deals. And thank God I had parents that were like, mm-hmm. let's get lawyers involved and look at this before just jumping mm-hmm. on it. Like, oh, she needs to get signed somewhere. Oh, um, yeah. So I, I like to this day, I've never... Really signed anything, and it's it's honestly been a blessing because I have full control over what I do. I'm able to do it full time, but I also have the control, and I can release music whenever I want. So obviously, if the opportunity came up and it was the the right deal, obviously I would look into it. But right now, yeah. it's been, it's been nice being independent.
0: What would you say other artists need to look for when they have that person that may be legitimate? you know, who comes to them, give them the car, Says, look, we need to talk. What advice would you give that person? Because again, there are legitimate people out there, but let's face it. There's a lot of, like you said, bottom feeders too.
2: Yes. I mean, it's so hard. And I've, so my, my brother, he actually plays for the Yankees now, but I was like, so jealous of his path because it's like you play little league baseball, you go to high school ball, you go to college ball. If you don't get drafted, then like it's kind of the end. If you get drafted, then you go through the ranks <laughs> in the MLB. And there were no like, oh, is this legit or am I down the right path? Like it was a straight and narrow path that he had to follow to get to where he is now. Mm-hmm. And there's just like it's a good and a bad thing with the music. Yeah. like it's not over if I don't make it by the end of college like it is with people <laughs> but like I was so jealous of that and so you just really need to do your research on people like if you google search their name and you don't find anything in today's day and age that is yeah, not kind of like if if you can't google someone and their credibility and credentials comes up like it's you just have to listen to your gut and if you're getting red flags don't go through with it. Because I've had so many people and situations that I felt it in my gut that it probably wasn't right, but I just wanted it so bad that I kept trying to make it work. And you just have to do your research. Nowadays on social media, people can look like what they're not. Like, I can't tell you how many people I look at their Instagram bio and it's like the same title. Senior VP at Sony Music. I'm like, how many senior VPs can they have? It's (laughs) probably not true. So... (laughs) <laughs> you just have to do the research. And it's, it's hard in the music industry because there's, like you said, so many people that and, are the kind of bottom feeders. but. And mm-hmm. like you
0: said, the great thing is too, in this day and time, because of the tools of social media, of the internet,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, you have all the tools you need to build that foundation before you even think about a label and all the other things that come with it, you know, where 10 years ago you didn't have that.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, I am lucky that I'm in this day and age where I can be sitting in my house and reach thousands to hundreds of thousands to millions of people. Like, it's crazy. And and I, like, a lot of people say, oh, social media is bad. But for where I'm at in a career, like, I love it. I try to go and live stream on my Instagram every day. And sometimes I'll get off and, like, I'll reach 20,000 people. And it's like in an hour i was able to tap into an audience of twenty thousand, which is like insane so Mm -hmm. you just have to utilize it to the best of your ability because there's a lot that you can do without being in a major city now
0: exactly Mm -hmm. and i think that that's made some people jealous because now like even for actors because after um the whole pandemic a Mm -hmm. lot of the auditions now are through zoom yeah. <laughs> so so now you don't even have yeah. to be in LA to audition for an LA part. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden it's open the door for people and in the rest of the world, but all at yeah. the same time people who packed up and moved to LA now they have to compete with the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's I one know. of double edged yeah. sort It's great and it's not great depending on your position
2: exactly I've, I've had so many times where I'm like oh do I move to LA oh do I stay here oh do I move to New York City and I'm glad that I stayed where I am because I'm a very family oriented person Um, and so that's like what really gives me a lot of my happiness but also my, my career gives me a lot of happiness so just kind of being able to be near family and then take flights places like right now that just makes the most sense for me especially because you can tap into so many people from wherever you want.
0: Yeah. Now, yeah. granted, within a year we're planning on moving out to Nashville. Oh, but right wow. now the great thing is we can build our show right where we're at. Yeah, exactly.
2: Like I have no idea where where you could be right now.
0: <laughs> we're in matter. Savannah, Georgia. Well, polar Georgia, actually, which yeah. is the outskirt of Savannah, Georgia. Close
1: to Savannah.
2: Georgia. Awesome. Yeah. Can, <laughs> it's just like in today's day and age. It, as long as you're working hard, it it doesn't really matter where you are.
0: That's good. <laughs> so let's flip the script and go the other way. Um we talked about the sacrifice. Let's go the other way, talk about the glory. Um what are a few moments where you're like, Wow, that happened?
2: Yeah, um that's kind of a hard question, but a couple things come to mind. One was a couple of years ago when I was focusing on kind of my live act, I got booked to do this festival in close to my hometown. It was about Ten thousand people or so is the wow. definitely the biggest crowd that I had ever performed in front of, and um, they told me to give them an acoustic set. And I'm like, if I am in front of that many people, like I want to go up there and rock it. I don't want to people to sleep. But, like I <laughs> their attention. So I told my dancers, I was like, they told me to do an acoustic set. I'm going to give them a fake set list just to get us up on the stage. And you guys um, come up there with me and we're going to rock it. We're going to oh do, wow. oh wow. do Bruno Mars. We're going to do some of my original and stuff. And once you're up there. They yeah. can't do anything, right? So right. I was like, we have to tap into this. And that was probably a risky, one of the riskiest things I've ever done. I'm not much of a, a crazy risk taker, but I was like, I got to give them a fake set list just so we can get up there and rock it. And so we got yeah. up there and like, the difference in how the crowd was reacting to all these acoustic sets, and then like the kids just swarmed. The <laughs> they thought when I was singing a Taylor Swift song, they thought I was Taylor Swift. That's how they were reacting. They were singing, wow. like they, were, they were screaming the lyrics with me, and I was like, Holy crap! I was getting chills the whole time I'm performing. I'm like, I've been performing in clubs and bars and different scenes where people aren't really paying attention, they're drinking, they're partying, they're doing whatever, yeah. but at the festival with families i'm like wow this is my audience this young like girls maybe eight anywhere from eight to like 15 they were going nuts. and i had never had that before i was like performing in front of people my age or older and like i said they were just kind of drinking doing their thing yeah. and when i did this festival it was like whoa wow. i need to I need to tap into this. And I remember getting off the stage and the the girl who booked me, she was like, that wasn't your set. Was it? I was like, no, I'm sorry. She's like, it's okay. When it went over well. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thank you. And the, the, the kids just came, like, when we got off the stage, the kids came, like, swarming backstage. And oh, I had never man. had that before. I was like, whoa. So, ever since then, I've just really tapped into that younger audience. Um, yeah. So that, yeah. That was just like all of my hard work paid off at that point when you have people just like going crazy and singing along with you it was just like such a cool moment
0: and you know speaking of paying off that's like you know we've done like we said over 400 shows and you know this don't make money yet so we put in all these that you we put in 30 40 50 hours a week into this to build this show that doesn't make money so it's like it's like we work and work and work and work and we want it to grow so kind of yesterday spending an hour with Brian Latrell, his wife, and his son. Yeah. It was like a payoff. I mean that yes, that was yes. like that was like a moment where we're sitting there, especially for Sandy, because she was had posters of Brian back when she <laughs> oh, was. Oh yes, yes, when I
1: was a teen. Yeah, little street boy. So all of a all sudden
0: we're right surreal. there with them.
1: Yes, that was, was
0: surreal. It was just an amazing yeah. moment that we'll never forget. Right.
2: I, the big line that I always say, I say it to myself, I say it to other people, like you never hear people say, I worked my ass off. and never got anywhere. You never hear that. Like eventually nice. it's something's going to give and, and you're going to mm-hmm. have those moments that, that you've worked so hard for.
0: Like I remember one quote said, so the harder I work, the luckier I get.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love no, that. That's I, mean. <laughs> I got use <do> that. <laughs>
0: because <laughs> you know that's so true it you know is, like yeah. when you look at uh, many of the country artists and all that you know all of a sudden it looks like they're overnight success but when you hear their story yeah. you know they went 10 years of, of playing in the small bars and clubs and nothing and people basically fighting around them while they're trying to sing yeah. you know yeah. 10 years 15 years of that and then all of a sudden one song gets noticed out there they take off and all these people are like where have they been? They've always been there. Yeah, and
1: then they kind <laughs> to say they're an overnight success. And they're not. They've been grinding it for years,
2: people, people think an over <laughs> that overnight successes happen. I, I saw some meme, and it was like you see like surface level, like once the person gets, you know, big and famous. And then it's like the bottom half of all the underground stuff that people don't see is like <laughs> four hour work days. And they do oh, yeah. all these things that like people do to get to this level where you're seeing them at. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just it's encouraging to see yep, stuff. That's there. like all
0: the work that Gabby Barrett did before her idol appearance it was 10 years before that.
1: Yeah. So and now people think uh, she's an overnight and, success.
0: and she's a big success now. Yeah. Um, but she's not an overnight success. Like it It almost looks like well, because of Idol, she's where she's at. It's like no, because of the ten years before, yeah, before Idol is why yeah. she's where she is. Exactly so as you know a lot of people they see you as the artist but they don't see the team behind you and in our opinion they never get the love no, they that anybody that they deserve so if you want to take a moment just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are
2: yeah sure I mean it's been a long time of me trying to do everything myself and um, so for a while, like before my fiance started his own business and was able to quit his nine to five, like he was kind of managing me <laughs> and would quit- take off work and sleep in his car overnight when we had wow. like <laughs> we, we would drive to new york city i'd do my thing in the studio we'd come back at like four or five in the morning and he had to go to work at like seven or eight and so he's like wow. well, i'm gonna <laughs> take a couple hours in my car in the parking lot of my nine to five and get some sleep here and i'm like are you sure and so he would drop me at home i'd sleep there and he would just <laughs> sleep in his car and go to work the next oh, wow. day. So like, there are things like that, that like people don't see the underground, not surface level stuff that, mm-hmm. that you have to put in. So I mean, he's been a, a great part of my team. I've been lucky and then recently just uh, started working with AMG management. And um, so I have uh, my my manager Brady over there and it's just it's so hard to find people with like your same work ethic so Mm -hmm. it's always a grind to find that and figure out people that are on your same level so finally I feel like I've I've met some people along the way that have my, my same work ethic and, and we work together. That's well.
1: important. That is
0: important. And, you know, speaking of teams, we have a third co host that we bring on our little nine yes,
1: year old.
0: Yes, we do. Oh. I
1: will but, go get
0: it. So Sandy's going to go getting him. And we have a little two year old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too. Oh, that's so awesome. We try to keep it a family affair.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I, we, Uh, I'm getting married in December, so. Ah, Congratulations. Thank you, yeah. So hopefully we'll be starting our own little family soon.
0: That is awesome. Yeah, we're
2: lucky (laughs) to both work out of the house, so it gives us kind of the freedom to build our our companies and our family as as much as we can. Oh, there's (laughs) your third co-host. Yeah, hi, hi, Olivia, so what's your favorite food? My favorite food, probably lobster. That's like my yeah. my one thing that I have I always request on my birthday that's my my big thing, and what's yours? My mine is pizza, <laughs> yeah, that's a safe bet. I feel like no one says they don't like pizza 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 <laughs> must be a close second for me.
0: What's funny is um Sandy and I knew a friend of ours where her ten year old son hated pizza. what? That, uh, I've never yes, heard that before until that, that person before, just that
2: <laughs> once. Oh my god My my fiancé has a little brother Who's 20 years younger than him and When we get pizza He takes all the cheese and sauce off And just eats the bread I'm like what, what is the point of that Like, Go <laughs> <laughs> you get yourself a slice of bread or something yeah, <laughs> just, You gotta go to the best mm-hmm. part
0: That's crazy.
2: (laughs) Okay, so what's a favorite TV show? TV show. That's a good one. Um, Well, I really like SpongeBob. I haven't grown out of that since I was a little kid. (laughs) SpongeBob is something that I probably watch almost daily and The Office.
0: Hmm. And what's yours?
2: SpongeBob. (laughs) Yours is SpongeBob? Yes. (laughs) Oh, we could be friends then. (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs> we could, we've seen probably every episode that oh, yeah. has, and really? then some and yeah. your favorite oh,
1: character is who my favorite character
2: is Patrick <laughs> yeah he's a good one yes <laughs>
0: what's been cool though because of our show because we bring on actors and artists is that a lot of the shows he watches on Nickelodeon and Disney we've been able to bring quite a bit of the actors and actresses from those shows on the oh, our show
2: awesome.
0: So he's oh, been able
2: to talk to oh, he's been yeah. able to talk to them? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But,
0: yes. so, so that's been pretty cool. Yes. All
2: right, next. Okay, what's your favorite movie? Ooh, you're coming with the hard questions. Your parents had the easy ones. They <laughs> 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 seem like easy ones, but they're kind of hard. Um, yes. Now you're really getting to know me and my weird sense of humor. My favorite movie is probably Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <I> know, <right?
1: laughs>
0: What's yours?
2: Mine is the Minions movie. Oh, that's a good one. I tried, so I tried watching, is the Minions movie where they literally just don't even speak any English and they're just like, meow, meow, meow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Those little yes. things.
2: Yes. yes. And you know what? I, I have a Minions book. Do you? Yes. My, my fiance, um, like two Valentine's days ago, he got me a minion that's about like this big. And he stands up wow. and he's, like, he's holding a heart that says like, I heart you. And so we still have oh. it literally in our bedroom. I'm like, this thing is huge. <laughs> wow. I might <laughs> even ship it to you. Yeah, to Have a Yeah,
0: our Caitlin, our two-year-old, she, you know, anytime she sees the minions, if we're out and about, we got to go in that store because she laughs and loves them things,
2: (laughs) (laughs) just like him. Yeah, that's awesome! Bye, thanks. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Yeah,
0: he definitely loves his part on the show.
2: Well, he does. You may or may not have been the best part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's a kid. So, if you could co-write with any artist dead or alive who would it be
2: oh my god now you're hitting me with the hard questions
1: um, we get a little harder now we do on this side so the, the
0: beginning is always about fun and what you've done and all that
1: dead yeah. or alive oh
2: i mean i might have to go with like whitney houston oh wow i think that would be really cool to just get in the studio with her but alive I'd i could have...
0: just be a fly on the wall on that one. Oh
2: my yeah. god That's so cool um and then Ariana Grande, like her vocal production, she does all of her own like vocal producing. I am so into that, like what I'm recording, doing the harmonies and layering everything. Like, I think she is a beast at that. So it'd be really wow. cool to get in there with her and and do some vocal producing.
0: Now this question probably has a thousand answers. Oh, at least. But just answer with whatever comes to mind. But it, what's a song you've heard that you wish you wrote?
2: Mm. Oh my gosh that's so hard. Um one that I've always said that I don't I don't know if you guys have heard it but uh, Alessia Cara her like first single was here and it's all written about like her going to parties and being like why am i here and i just Hello. connected with that so much with in college like all i wanted to do was be in my dorm and write music and whenever i would go to parties i'd be like what am i doing here like i'm just wasting my time i could be home working and getting stuff done and getting closer to where i want to be with my career and so yeah. that's yeah. just like uh, wow. those lyrics just hit just home come here. alive for you yeah
0: <clears throat> so back in 2015 we interviewed kelsey ballerini um before p- pretty much people knew who she was and oh, that's awesome. And I remember asking her where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question, because the answer that she gave us back then is almost to the T of what she's living right now, what she's done. Um, So she knew where she was going um, and she made it happen. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years?
2: I. Probably have more goals that I set for myself than than most people, which probably is a, a reason for all of my my stress. <laughs> but I, I mean, in five years, I I put a hold on my my live performance um, about five years ago, and I was like, you know what? I, I only had like 3,000 followers then, and I said to myself, the online space is so important right now. So let me mm-hmm. kind of take a, a back seat on the the live performing and oh, well, start not. amping up my my social media game. And so that's what I did. And now since I have that that following, I feel like I can go back to the live stuff. So in the next five years, like my goals are probably to do a a lot more live performing like biggest goal would be to be at the staples center and and sell it out like that's where like if i imagine myself there there's someone i i do spin classes and she the the instructor she's like what is one of your goals that gives you goosebumps and um She's just trying to motivate you as you're on the bike, (laughs) get your mind of being sweaty. (laughs) Um, And that's like one of the goals that gives me goosebumps. Thinking of myself, you know, on that big stage, I'm I'm so into dancing and just like the whole entertaining performance. So it'd be awesome to just do an absolutely huge show.
0: You know, the goal that kind of gives me the goosebumps is I want to be accepting an Emmy. (laughs)
2: Oh, for this. Awesome.
0: <laughs> that's kind of the ultimate down the road goal
2: i think you are getting there if you guys have done 400 shows plus that is
1: insane
0: we're just trying to outwork everybody
1: yeah that's yeah. what we can control yeah.
0: i mean we can't control how good we are no. i mean well, i guess we can weight control well,
1: that. yeah yeah um, by how much we do
0: time. but we can't control the outcomes but we can control the work ethic so we will yes. just you know we watched a lot of people and and they yeah. get frustrated with once one a week, and like you know what, we'll do one a day.
2: Yeah, that's, I, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, you're you're inspiring me just by the things that you're saying. So,
0: I mean, you gotta again, you know, it's one of the things that you know, when you got no backing money wise, yeah, it's like okay, I may not have the money, but you know what, we can work. Yeah, and yeah, we'll, we'll work I'm that thinking. side of it until things start to pop. And then all of a sudden the money will come.
2: Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I love, I, you, you've said a couple sayings that have really stuck with me. The harder you work, the luckier you get. And the one that you just said, those, <laughs> those are some cool lines. You can, you can control how hard you work.
0: You know, that's about that's about yeah i remember hearing a quote one day on a tape kind of that date backs us since tapes don't really exist anymore but i'm yeah. on a motivational tape but said there's only two things in life that you can control your attitude and your actions so,
2: mm-hmm. that's awesome and, and, and anything
0: else outside i mean i can't control her she can't control me <laughs> that's uh, true. husbands and wives kind of want to do that but yeah in re- but in reality you can't you know you just have to trust that they're going to do the right thing is like she has to trust i'm going to do the right thing and we live our life yeah and it works
2: hundred <laughs> percent
0: so let's look deeper into the future let's look 15 years down the road and let's say that you're a success on a grand scale whatever that looks like for you you're there if the person you are today could meet her your future successful self what would you remind her
2: to stop worrying about your age—that's something that I'm always worried about—and in the music industry, I'm about like to
1: be fifty here.
2: They, <laughs> they, <laughs> they just right here this year. being young. They like it's so—it's such a stress to be young, and that's like one of the songs I wrote recently oh, wow. is titled 20 Something," and it's just all the pressures oh, wow. that like, come with your 20s. Like, oh, should I be married? Should I be having kids? Am I where I'm at? career wise. And there's just a lot of pressure. So I I mean, I would just say to my my future self, like stop worrying about your age. It's, it's all about the timing. Just enjoy the journey. Like it's not so much if you're just looking towards the destination and not enjoying your journey, you lose like, you know, all the the power. Yeah, exactly. So I, I would definitely say that, like, just stop worrying about your age about anything just if you could stop worrying just enjoy the ride it'll be a lot more enjoyable
0: and you know what yeah. you know also if you're not enjoying the journey when you do get to whatever that destination is it will diminish the glory yeah. behind it that because true, you've destroyed yeah. the journey so you've destroyed the destination
1: yeah, yeah. so true and if you could describe your music to someone who hasn't heard it yet, how would you describe it?
2: You kind of said it when you introduced me, but I definitely <laughs> would say that my, my music is probably considered pop music, but... Um, I've always kind of sprinkled in that little bit of soul, that R and B soul. I grew up listening to mostly R and B and soul music. That's just always what my mom had on. She had Motown constantly playing. It was Marvin (laughs) Gates, the Franklin, like Gladys Knight, you name it. Like those were things that were playing in my house. And so I've always just gravitated towards that. So I always love not being super poppy and being able to just sprinkle that that soulful aspect
1: (laughs) that's awesome right and what would you like your legacy to be as an artist what would you ultimately like to be known and remembered for i would say i mean
2: my work ethic but also just to be a role model for for girls um i feel like the best messages that i get are like from parents of young girls who follow me on social media and they're like thank you so much for being an inspiration and a, a good role model for my kid it's just hard to find that especially on social media there's so many yes. things that people might share that parents are uncomfortable with uh, their kids seeing and i always try to make sure that my stuff is clean and oh,
1: that's good um,
2: I feel like you just kind of lose an audience when when you go certain routes so i I
1: keep it Mm -hmm.
2: open for you know it's comfortable to listen to my music at five years old just as it is if you are 85 years old you know like (laughs) i i I just want to be able to tap into to so many different people and allow them to enjoy my music
0: Awesome. So let's say you had a friend of yours, and you heard him or her singing. They do have something special, as Simon Cowell would say. They have that it factor, but they've played only forty or fifty shows, so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. This would be pre-COVID advice, so kind of keep that in mind. Um, but they've been on stage. They got what every artist says—that stage bug, where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them. They just know they're in the right place, and they come to you and they say. I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years?
2: I would just say consistency, consistency, consistency. Like, and that's what you guys have clearly done. And that's <laughs> why a year later you are where you are. Like if you're consistent in anything you do, it's bound to pop off. Like if you, st- the thing for me is like, staying top of mind for people. I don't want people to forget. I want them to constantly see me like blasted on their social media. Like, okay, she's doing this. She's working hard doing that. Like I want people to know me as a hard worker and someone who's always bringing you entertainment and content. So just being consistent, I think is so key. I
0: love that. So what's next for you as we end here?
2: Hmm. A lot, um, this this year I've made it a point to release more than one song per month. I think it's just, we live in a world where people's attention spans are so short. So releasing singles is huge for me because you can get people's attention in just a couple minutes. And if they're not vibing with that one, I hit them with another one two weeks mm-hmm. later. You know? So yeah. it's for me, that consistency. Um, And so a lot of music to come in the rest of this year. And then um, my fiance and I also were, I guess you could call us serial entrepreneurs. I think that's the term. You're always starting up some (laughs) new business. But um, the reason he was able to quit his nine to five was that he started an influencer marketing agency. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the two of us kind of run that. We do brand deals for celebrities, reality stars, influencers, and the next kind of stage to that, we're trying to do some sort of a a label within that. Um, we hired we uh, hired a couple employees at the beginning of this year. Um, it was just the two of us. For the past few years but we were able to hire a couple employees at the beginning of this year and one of them is also a musician and he's had songs with like 17 million streams and so he's a super successful musician and cool. um, yeah. now he just kind of like does that on the side and and works for us but Um, like we have a lot of music people on our team now with that. So we have a lot of plans to utilize influencers and kind of mix it with, with the musicians and how they push their music out.
0: Oh, that is awesome. So as we close out here, tell everybody how they can reach out to you.
2: Yeah, I can be found everywhere. Same thing. Olivia King music on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Um, and then if you're just looking to listen to my music, it's just Olivia King.
0: Love that. And, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today and we look forward to having you back down the road for some updates.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much. You, like I said, you, you're giving me a lot of inspiration and just, it's cool to talk to people like you guys cause you, you know, the, the hustle and the grind that it takes.
0: And that's why we love our show, too, because the, it works the other way, too. You know, bringing a lot of the rising people on now. Now, granted, you know, like the Backstreet Boys we had yesterday, he already yeah. made it. But but when you bring on the rising people, you get to hear the story of what they're going through now, because we're going through that exact same yes. thing because we want to be the Bobby Bones, the Kelly Clarkson show, the Ty Bentleys eventually. So we're chasing yeah. the same dream y'all are, just on a different platform.
1: and yeah, so we have our side job and we're. Trying to raise two kids and homeschool. Yes. <laughs> so, and trying I to do all this the do the
0: show and, and do the show. So, you know, it's like trying to balance all crazy. this. But bringing people like you are, we can yeah. hear your story, hear what you're doing. And we love that. It inspires us too it because then we're like, they you know what? Going, yeah. We're chasing the same dream. If yeah. they can make it, so can we, and vice yes. versa.
2: Exactly. Anyone can make it. It's just about how hard you work.
0: Yeah. And how it's long been. you're, you know, as we end here, one last little story. I remember, um, this story, and this is kind of how I, th- I see the industry, um, because many times so many people quit, um, and you're, that's never going to change. People are not willing to do the work, but you go and go and go, and it's like nothing happens. So it's like um, these two guys are in the woods, and there's a bear pops up, and the bear, uh, one guy jumps down and starts putting on his shoes, and the other guy's like, um, why do you – why? You can't outrun that bear. What are you doing? He's like, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. Yeah. <laughs> <True> <laughs> and, and, and you know, that's how the industry really is. You know, you just got to outlast other people. They're, you know, 90 percent of the people are going to quit in 10 years. Just anybody's out there right now rising. Ninety percent will quit. And as they, as they quit and you're still there, that's where the cream rises to the top. And all of a sudden you look like an overnight success because you just did not quit.
2: Yeah. That geez, you're hitting me with all these good stories. You're inspiring (laughs) me so much. So I'll leave you with one last meme that I've seen that maybe you have seen too. mm -hmm. It's like the guy and he's, like mining for, for, have you seen that I knew you were
0: about to say this one.
2: And he's mining and he's going and he's going and he's not hitting any diamonds. And then like, right as he's about to hit it, he turns around and it's like, that's how close you could be. Like, just keep going and and you'll get that diamond. You know, like that meme, I always kind of go back to in my head of like, don't quit, you're close, don't quit.
0: Yeah, because the next song, the next show could be the breakthrough. Like like I mean, so many times I want to quit, but we've come so far now, I'm like we can't, I'm no. like, you know what, we'll regret that for the rest of our life. We would we we're so close to something with this show. And we're like, you know what? You did we done four hundred shows. Um, if we quit now
1: we, we, wait we, would, we
0: would always wonder what if it would eat us. We'd probably end up divorced and all that. <laughs>
1: we, because it's one of the probably, things
0: that yeah. when, when you lose that dream and you lose that, you know, like I remember the saying is where there's no hope in the future, there's no power in the present. Yeah. And it's and so even in marriages, when you I've watched so many marriages crumble, when that hope is gone in the future, all of a sudden they don't have nothing to live for anymore. Well, then, yeah. well, then they don't communicate anymore because all of a sudden their dreams are gone uh, and and, and so it's so important to keep that dream alive.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow. You're, you're like a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He originally wanted to be a motivational speaker before the show oh. existed. So yeah. I get
0: to do some motivation do while, we're, while we're on our show. So.
1: No,
2: you're giving me a lot of motivation on like. If I didn't have, if I had zero motivation, now I'm at like a thousand. <laughs> well, I
0: appreciate awesome. that. <laughs> and we appreciate you coming on the show. We don't we want to do. take up more of your yes. time. You we know, you know that you're busy and you could have been anywhere, but you were with us. And, we, so and we so appreciate that.
2: Oh No problem. Thank you so much for having me on. I, Thanks. You know,
0: we like I said, welcome and
2: you have a great day. Thanks. Thank you guys. I'll, I'll talk to you yeah. soon. Right. Sounds good. Bye.